2: Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that actually does bring back the thunder. Well, the talking's done, the season's about to start, Rangers end with a good win over Newcastle, and we want to know what did happen to Ian Geraint's tie. That and many other mysteries of Scottish football will be discussed today on Heart and Hand. This week we have made a slight change in formation, very similar to Walter, and rather than going with a zero three 3 formation, we're going with a zero four 4 formation. But we are joined once again by the man who once missed the football to go to the ballet, and has since been called King Billy Elliot, it's Mr Scott Van Evening. Yeah, uh, do you want to explain yourself on that ballet one, because people will ask. It wasn't the ballet, it was the Edinburgh Festival. Oh, that's as bad. Was that the festival or the festival? (laughs) (laughs) Next to him is the man that looks like Bobby Williamson, but sadly is a better player. It's Mr. Mark Dingwall. How are you doing, mate? Evening, campers. Yes, did you enjoy the adulation that you received this week? Apparently you don't sound like you look
0: like. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Well, we'll need to find that out from the postbag, which we'll get to later on. You're saying postbag, don't you mean hate mail? (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much, but we did get some of that,
2: but we'll talk Aww. to that And uh, also joining us this week is a man who once thought it a good idea to wear a sheepskin coat to Eyebrocks, And not only that, to go for a pint in Paisley Road West beforehand Yes, it's Fraser Martin, hello Fraser Good to see you, sir Now, uh, do you still own the coat? I do indeed, you know Morty's a hero of mine Oh, indeed. What I need to ask you before we go any further, Fraser, Fraser Martin, how do we know your real name's not Maguire? Well, if it is, I'll have to resign from this podcast
1: after making a political statement <laughs>
2: <laughs> OK, we kicked off the season then with a win uh, against Newcastle which makes us unofficial champions of Britain if we go by the, the, the Tim logic because uh, we also beat them and, as you christened them last week, Scott Blackbeard and novels. Do pre-season friendlies count for anything?
3: No <laughs> they, they only count if you have, usually, I think it was Chris Waddle yesterday said it's great when you're unveiling new players to the fans Well, Chris... <laughs> That's us basically buggered. Um, it was interesting because we played stuffily and defensively, and we are good at that. We are good at that. <laughs> Decent workout. We could see Newcastle fans. They were up in numbers. Good bunch of lads. Nice weather.
2: It's hard to see. Well we're 30 seconds in and you're clutching for straws <laughs> already after the
0: first game Oh, well, Roll on Kilmarnock says yeah. Scott they were, They're all rather nice, rather attractive <laughs> accents there's,
1: there's value in that season book isn't there mate <laughs>
0: What
2: I thought was was a wee bit uh, strange was to see us criticised in the papers for an attendance of 30,000 For what was in essence a, a kickabout with no new players and live on TV. Yeah, absolutely. Why was that a one o'clock kickoff? Does anybody know?
0: Oh, ESPN. I've got this thing called the schedule. Ah, and right. So therefore, you know, if they're paying you a few bob, that's where you play.
3: It's also the fact that the Scottish League kicked off yesterday, and the game wasn't allowed to be on at the same time as the other alluring fixtures like. Albion Overs and Morton and Sterling Albion.
0: Mark, yeah. Thank you, I, you, thank you, Mr. Logic.
2: Well, Mark, you're the the guy who does this. Mark does get in a car with his wee pal, Stu, who, uh, Stu is a, a lovely wee bloke, but he's got everything wrong with him that he possibly could. Mark likes to take him places and sort of say he's doing something for the Make-A-Wish
0: Foundation. Um, but you mm. go to these lower league grounds, don't you? Yes, I mean, in, fa- in fact, I did uh, take Stuart, and he's, he's day out in my, uh, <laughs> and my role as his carer to... <laughs> I think the best day out we had was uh, Cowdenbeath versus Stirling, although, uh, so, sorry, versus East Stirling, to get it uh, That's even worse. Correct, <laughs> where we met the Shire Army. <laughs> what? <laughs> there was this sort of 40-year-old guy leading, rather like the Piper, leading uh, a, a group of uh, about a dozen 12-year-old kids who were basically spent their whole day abusing anybody from Stenhouse Muir. <laughs> and... Uh, Stuart was, uh, Stuart was con who took advantage of him <laughs> of his disability because he spent four quid in a beef bottle opener <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: going to try and get that off him see if we can give it away mm-hmm. one week Right Fraser what did you think of the performance then on Saturday?
1: To be honest with you I felt we didn't really learn a lot that we didn't know already it was very similar to last season identified the problems positions that we know we've got uh, the one positive I took was that Steve Davis continues to look like by far the best player in Scotland We've gone four one four one this season
2: I think that we'll probably line up like that on Saturday against Kilmarnock. Uh, how do you feel about that?
3: I prefer McCulloch playing on his own in the
2: defensive holding role. Well, not for Rangers somewhere else. <laughs> yes. um, he's
3: actually signed as a left-sided striker, but he goals is next. I just think it was overkill with Thompson-McCulloch last season. And I think if Davis is free to play further forward, it can't be a bad thing for the, for the shape of the team. I think Davis is indeed the best player in Scotland at the moment. And I don't like him hugging the touchline. And I think it's better if we take the game to the opposition rather than letting them dictate especially in SPL
0: 4 one is not automatically a defensive thing is it Mark? Listen I'm not really particularly interested in the tactics, I just go in with the blue order for a sash up <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well then that's yeah, yeah. very honest from the editor of Follow Follow there, our esteemed colleague yeah, right, well, we'll move away from, from Mr. Sash over there, I don't know what he's talking about, I would no. like to say to anybody out there uh, who's listening that I have no idea what Mark was Mark was on about there.
1: Fraze, um you mentioned problem positions there, where do you think we're weak? well I think everybody those flanks um, if Webster's still going to be made of glass this year I'm still not 100% convinced that Davey's got another season on him uh, I know that may be controversial he looked comfortable yes but I just think we look weak uh, with the left backs covering him um, and I don't think it gives McGregor confidence and uh, I just I'm just I know I'm going to be maybe be in a Minority of one in that one He I'm would batter you in with, a fight I, don't, I, I accept that yeah, D- 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 Davy Weir invented fighting D- He battered my great, 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 great grandfather
2: yeah. Well the, the thing is about Davy Weir When he goes for a bath He doesn't get wet The water gets Davy Weir Always <laughs> yeah. remember that He'll have you David we could be here all night with us Yeah I think yeah. it's the Chuck Norris ones That yeah. somebody adapted to yeah. Davy Weir It was Philip Sebo before that um, He got released by Valencia this week I always felt a bit sorry for him
3: you know? Square,
2: square head. Didn't Pretty I much. remember the when we played Celtic and beat them two 0 The the one time Chris Boyd ever scored against them, and we beat them two 0 And they brought Sebo on for last quarter, and then on the blue order started singing Sebo's, Sebo's on we're taking the, the piss. Pair. Now Kenny Mill's been playing really well pre-season. He played really well last season, but I can't really see anybody next to him who's
0: going to contribute any goals. I did, in fact, have this fantasy about playing up front. Not not me, but I'm talking about <laughs> Kyle Lafferty and We Novo together because. I used to live in Northern Ireland I Occasionally go over to see the Northern Ireland games Big Lafferty has never played a bad game For Northern Ireland sure. But they play him like we used to play He stick the ball up, he knocks it down He does his thing, he elbows people in the throat And where do we play him? On the wing
2: That's a really good point Is there a tendency with you know Djelovic being Potentially coming in, is there a tendency to assume If anybody's over 6 foot 1 That they've got to be a big target man striker
1: I guess so, but I don't understand the thing I mean, Walter specifically said when he signed Lafferty The poor boy's been playing out wide left at Burnley, I know he's a centre forward, I'll be playing him through the middle, and I don't think he's done it once since the game.
2: The thing is, is that
1: Kyle frustrates me because he is, at times you see him and you
2: think, there is a player in there, and then other games he has just been non-existent. Against
3: Hearts, I think it was, was it last season, season before, he played before he was forced off by injury and he ran them ragged on his own, absolutely took the ball down, brought people into play, but then the next week, as you
1: see, he'll fall over the ball, it's just... He's also a cracking finisher. I remember up in Dundee, uh, in Paradise, he came on late in the game scored an absolute beauty. The, c- the curling shot in the bottom Correct, corner. Yeah, he absolutely. just placed it just, perfectly. I mean, he's, he's, and you just think there's a centre forward there. I want to talk
2: a wee bit, um, the game didn't give us a lot, despite Derek Ray's best attempts to sell it on ESPN when he kept saying, oh this is great practice for Rangers in the Champions League, up against a side who keeps the ball, it was Newcastle, nay offence, but um, if we do play a team as good as Newcastle, the Champions League, I'll be over the bloody moon. We can't really tell a lot from these
0: matches, but um, did it fill you with hope for the rest of the season? It's exactly the same as last season. You, what you saw in pre-season is what you're going to get during the, during the league season, never mind Europe. Last year when we played pre-season, everybody's saying, Walter's uh, testing the team out for Europe, they're going to be behind the ball, they're going to be defensive, and yet we play the weakest teams in the SPL and we played exactly the same way we went up front, so that's what we're getting. Ultimately,
1: we know that the squad is as thin as a Bizzler skin. And that's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> and the... Uh, But we know how we're going to play We know the first 11 Has got a great spine And if it stays fit You know We've got a great chance Of winning the league But the last team that did that Was Dundee United in 1983
2: Was that the one that had 14 players? Aye you know, do you know what that it was? It was that Jim McLean was too tight to buy anymore, and that the players were mm-hmm. too scared of losing their houses is if they it, couldn't it, be played.
1: Actually, true the Duncan Ferguson still owes Jim McLean money for switching the lights off in the changing room one day. My favourite Duncan <laughs> Ferguson
2: story was that he he took his new bride back to this glamorous hotel in Liverpool. What do you think? Was Jim McLean standing
1: at the door since? Scramble, money,
2: money. But uh, no, the, the he took his, his new bride back, and he filled the bath with champagne, and then they went through to the the bedroom and made love and the rest of it. and then he decided being a Scotsman on his honeymoon he was going down to the bar and when he, his girlfriend of his wife came down to get him and when his girlfriend and him went back up to the room they found that the maid had let the champagne out thinking it was just a cold bath <laughs> it was about three grand's worth of champagne that he'd run away it would have been manky though a bath in champagne I, I don't quite see the attraction in that what if it went up your glory hole you'd have to have another bath <laughs> Just after it Yeah Well mm. I, that's the kind of thing i do anyway You would anyway Yeah, yeah. No, I've got a mania for for cleanliness
3: but um, it's, it's too small a squad I think Fraser touched on that What you're saying is If X If Y And if Z stay fit And they all play well And they all gel And they all
1: pick up exactly the left off We'll win the league And Lee McCullough doesn't foul anybody yeah. Consistently Again For every game it,
2: it, Lee does give away a lot of fouls But the other thing he always does in every game Is he always gets up And sort of uh, Can he put any weight in his leg and steps and then grimaces and can he put any weight in his leg and grimaces and then it suddenly gets better and then he's fine. And he does it
1: every single game. I actually think that's the one thing that Mark Van Bommel owes to Lee McCulloch in football. (laughs) Well, Mark Van Bommel,
2: uh, I love Mark Van Bommel and I know the rest of the world were disgusted by the way he played at the World Cup but I love when Rangers have got a player like that that will just cement somebody. Bring back Terry Hullock, that's what I say. Mark Van Bommel basically can play great football. He's got the full
3: range of passing. I love the fact he chooses not to use that. <laughs> and instead, he goes over the top, savagely and kicks
1: people in the midriff. It is, it's something to be said for it, it. it. It's a reminder of that Soonest challenge in Europe when he went over the ball, almost broke the guy's leg in four places, and had the temerity to turn around to the referee and say, But hey, Ref, he you touched my sock.
2: I was like, when he'd done George McCluskey that time, and I remember George McCluskey in the paper the next day going, That could have ended my career. And you just think, Well, yeah. you know, stop whining. You know, you yeah. girl You got in Suey's way Who are you to be challenging oh, yeah, the, the captain of Scotland at <laughs> this time um, I'd clearly not forgiven him for that 1980 goal um, It is hard to get excited When there's no new blood come in It's really hard to get excited When there's no new blood come in For the second season in a row And we've lost half a dozen players
0: It's either feast or famine, isn't it? Well, it's you been don't...
2: famine for quite a while In terms of new players <laughs> but, uh, I wonder when
0: the famine will be over, there Funny.
2: Well, the, the thing that annoys me is we see in news of the world uh, this week has said that Rangers have got £12 million because Celtic have gone out, so all the money goes to them, and the bank are taking it all because of their £31 million debt. Now, this £31 million debt has, has stayed the same through what will be now two Champions League campaigns and some ferocious cost-cutting. Where is all the money going? You know, we, we seem to be taking in far more than that, and that debt just remains the same. Also, I don't a lot of debt in your own personal situation would be like a mortgage
3: situation but I always seem to be Payable now Yeah And you'd wonder Why can't we sort of Restructure any of the payments It seems awful That we owe £31 million
2: Always Guys I think That it's a big season For this season Uh, We mentioned Whitaker Who I thought Did quite well We mentioned uh, Stephen Naismith Who I love And I just keep waiting For him to have a wonderful season And this will be it I've decided Uh, Andy Webster Kyle Lafferty John Fleck These guys have pretty much Got to deliver This season I would say
1: I think people forget John Fleck's Still only 18 years old Uh, Do you think The Wilson effect And the fact he did so well, possibly, possibly, but I mean, the thing that excites me about John Fleck is that I heard, you know, heard Durant actually saying he's the most exciting prospect Durant's ever seen in his career, so you know, that is you know very high praise.
2: So, Scotland have a friendly this week, uh, they're playing someone well done, it's... big fan then? Oh, absolutely, Jock Thompson's burned me. Who who they play? Sweden,
3: David. Sweden. It's usually Latvia or Lithuania or Estonia. W- Sweden, it's a friendly though, it's not an actual competitive match.
2: Oh, right, right. Why oh. are they having a friendly in the middle of the now there's a, there's
3: a question we've got a new Adidas top to sell ah <laughs> away one you <laughs> see that Fraser that is a picture of a top by the way yeah but in Sweden
2: uh, we're not wearing yeah. that, are we the new yellow top yeah ah right I mean that, that seems about that. I do like the new Scotland cap. I've got to say uh, and while not the most patriotic of Scotland fan out there uh, what is heartening is there's an awful lot of both Rangers and uh, very recently ex gels in the squad
0: well, that's that's why we're going to watch it, isn't it? When was the last to see, time see how you, they're getting on. When yes. was
2: the last time you paid into a, a Scotland game, Mark?
0: Against East Germany.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, baby. Uh baby. Well, uh, for me, I, I'm not a, uh, I'm certainly not against some of your guys getting a, a run at this time of the year. Uh, I think that for some of your squad players, it might be some of your squad players mm-hmm. we've touched on. It's
1: basically all of our players. Well, I also think there's another thing, you know, guys guys like Barry Ferguson the been Great servants to Rangers great, great servants to Scottish football But they've never played At a major final And there's guys In our squad Who I think uh, Deserve that And would, would play really well
2: I think there's A whole generation of people I know we've got two people Around the table Who, who have saw Scotland At major tournaments mm-hmm. uh, France 98 for me Italy went, 90
3: for me I went to the Game against Norway one all draw It was pretty good The atmosphere was fantastic It was a great day Wonderful
2: Did, did you cheer When Craig Burley
3: scored? No, good. Yeah. Rules is rules. It was one 0 to Norway officially.
2: Right, no, you can appreciate the result, but you just you no, can. No, it was
3: great. It was a fantastic day. Absolutely wonderful. I'm Fraser, I mean, what were your experiences? As great. Oh, I loved it. I World mean, World Cup's it, fantastic. It, it, you must have
2: been about four. <laughs> I was a young slip of a lad. Uh, uh, it comes from money. <laughs> See, nineteen ninety. Do you know what I got for Christmas? I got a rat. It was for the love <laughs> of football. David, the love of football. That was it. I called him. I called him Bruno.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought his name was Scott.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, um,
1: but what game did you go to? I went to all three, so it's oh. a wee, it's a wee football. You really drag. couldn't hide money, eh? ah, oh. yeah. So Scotland Brazil the World Cup, and just, also, see. when you were in primary seven, did you have to wear shorts? It was called remove, mate. What remove oh. shorts? Remove shorts. <laughs> well, what <laughs> no. school did you go to?
2: All right, <laughs> we need to know. Nobody cracked the gag about the kind of school he went to that I'm half expecting right no, now. But... Um, uh, d- over the years has, I mean the, the vast, when I was a kid the vast majority of the Tartan Army seemed to be Rangers fans Has it changed over the last year? I mean the
1: Tartan Army's not as big as, as it once was Well I, I think there's there's a, a school of Rangers fans that just, they, they're caught on to this It's all Tartan trannies, everybody wears and all and Everybody's from Aberdeen, we hate them, they hate us In actual fact if you go to a Scotland game there's loads of bears around you um, I quite like it, I think it's a good atmosphere, uh, it's a good day out I do question
3: though, this game I think is a pre-season friendly I think clubs should, would want the players and I think uh, a club setting for the pre-season friendly would be better because it's sort of out of your control and if
2: there's an injury or anything it I don't know. I, I don't like Craig Levine, and I'll be honest there, I've never liked him, and even going back to his time at Hearts, and he looks to me like the type of person that would steal your wife's underwear off your washing mm-hmm. line. Now, that I I'm not saying he would, right, let me just say, categorically, right here and now, I do not suspect that it was Craig Levine who done that to my ex-wife, right? as far as I know, he wasn't even in the country at the but time. David but he's l- just
0: a wee bit kind of crime-watchy.
2: He does something about him, isn't there? and then when he had, he, he then grew the goatee, and you could see then why it was called a devil beard, and I just thought, yeah. mm-hmm. and suddenly then he gets a big move, he in the United Scotland,
0: can I just go back to oh. Scott say no oh, it's pre-season, or well, I'm afraid it's right in the middle of the Swedish season, you know, because well, they, yeah. they have things." So called, we're going to get trolley. They, this, this, they, have, same. they have things called icebergs, right? So <laughs> basically, they don't play like, in December I, and January. I was sailing to
1: Sweden. <laughs>
2: I think that the, the I, did, I and I actually think Levine's quite within his rights to to tell teams you've got to give me these players. That's all he should care about, and I, I don't understand when international managers I'll, really.
1: I'm to the I, I just quite fancy the idea of seeing Scotland in a major finals again. Yeah, it would be, it would well, be I wouldn't.
2: I wouldn't. You know, hang by the fingernails until that happens. Uh, <laughs> but, if you look
0: at the group that, that we categorically didn't even come close to coming out of there, that's as easy as it's going to get. And this time we're in a group of five. So again, that just makes. Do you think Spain
3: might win our group?
0: I think they might. I think they might. You know, um, but I
2: suppose the thing is, when we come to play Spain, if you look at the the most phenomenal Scotland results of the last few years, it was obviously France. So uh, being the underdog does help. The the one thing that I, I think that maybe some Rangers fans did feel was that possibly Scotland when they appointed George Burley, they did so when they they could have got Souness and the reason that they had done that there was a feeling of some elements of the Tartan Army that it had been two Rangers men in a row Gordon Smith was was currently the Chief Exec Um, there is an element Perhaps Of of Rangers fans Feeling a touch Uncomfortable with us And and does it come from the We're accused of being Dismissive of the the Smaller clubs Is it the fans of them Who really do Follow the talent army Abroad and stuff Feel that the Rangers fans
1: Well if you think about it We've talked earlier About the Champions League How we'd love to have Real Madrid Come to Rangers Come to Ibrox And we'd love to go To the Bernabeu For Scotland fans If you're a stunning Albion fan or whatever You know The idea of going to Madrid To see Scotland Versus Spain Must be brilliant Yeah because you're not Going to get with your club side Exactly I also think there's an element of, uh,
3: I think a lot of Rangers, as Fraser touched on, there's an element of confusion about where we fit in with the Scotland support at the moment. We wear Celts at weddings, Yes, yeah. yeah, and it's, it's confusing where do we fit in with the Tartan Army and I think a lot of Rangers fans have to probably deal with that. I think being totally dismissive and saying I'm not supporting Scotland anymore probably isn't the answer either.
2: No, yeah. and I think international football is kind of dying and its arse really. Um, if you look at the Champions League for, for fans, uh, the, the clubs in Britain have got a chance of competing in it, and in England it's the Premiership, international
0: football is not the draw it was. Well again, if you, if you look at the, the way that they've changed the fixtures this year, so that you're playing Friday and then the Tuesday, and essentially this has all been done so that instead of players being away from their clubs for two weeks, they're only away for two weekends. So even at the international level, the pressure on the governing bodies to release the players as quickly as possible Back to the big clubs Is almost overwhelming OK
2: well that is uh, Bears following Scotland So we're going to move on now And we're going to start our, A new feature Which we're going to take Whoever has made a total Howling arse of themselves In the course of the past week And you can nominate um, I'm going to throw a couple out Well this is going to f- um, Forever be known as The Spears of the week So this week making a Total Graham Spears of themselves I'd just like to nominate Stuart Baxter for one day he was going to Celtic, then he wasn't going to Celtic, then he was going to be a consultant to Celtic, and he also has a beard that looks as though he's going to try and uh, audition to join the Three Musketeers.
1: Hmm. Or, also... or, or be a long-distance lorry driver.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Fraser,
3: not all long-distance lorry drivers necessarily murder students, wrap them in a
1: blanket and bury them in a shallow grave. I'd like to nominate Gordon Strachan for his magnificent performance in losing at home to Roy Keane Zipswich. I think so. I think that's the championship favourites
3: there, as they were dubbed. Could I possibly nominate Peter Crouch? He's got Abby Clancy at home. And allegedly, allegedly, we don't know, but we think he went to Bobby Moore as well. That's just unnecessary. It's completely unnecessary. Oh, that, I
2: mean, no, but then you can that accent. Oh, do me, do me, Peter! I <laughs> know, oh,
3: but she has but how can we reconcile can that with it? I mean, she looks fantastic. Which tea bagger. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was just thinking it I was brainstorming yeah, I think we
3: we should actually have asterisks in this show To explain some of the, the phrases Although we better not explain that one
2: Mark, who would uh, you nominate for the, the GS award? Entire Celtic support <laughs> That's <laughs> going to be your <laughs> work. weekly
1: now, What, is that not 75 billion people? <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to fit them all in the room to get the
0: award? <laughs> well, you know, they were going to do something to a certain team home and away And then you know, you look at their websites today and it's all full of, ah, Newcastle, their fans are rubbish. Well, I think somebody was told, we don't love you too much. <laughs> yep. And they've taken the half. Mm.
3: The Braga fans were also taunting them last week, which poses a question, I think Fraser was mentioning earlier, about um, special relationships, special relationships of the week,
2: not going well at the moment. Yeah, well, we're just into just a feature, don't don't shoot our feature bolt um, yeah. too early. Okay, you know, well, I mean, we're, hold we're, back. We're back but, up, yeah, hold you back. know, just treat it like we treat a lady, Scott. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take him home and meet your mum yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, So uh, the coefficient Which we really should talk about um, Celtic humiliated Scottish football Yet again When will we tire of this mob And, and, and get rid of them But uh, Hibs had a pretty disastrous result Mother well done, no too bad um, Fair play to them mm-hmm. But should we care about the coefficient Because it's getting more and more difficult For Scottish teams to to apparently beat anybody That's not a team of plumbers For I- Iceland or... it's, The problem you have is Bert Cassie This guy's got a website And it's just
3: too confusing So I don't know Every time somebody from Scotland Plays a game And you said, Should we care about this And there's always These different answers I would say the default setting Is no I hope they'll get humped And I'm happy with that And that's been my view for years And it's just easier that way But then what if it, Are there any clubs That you actually hope do I mean I've none against Motherwell particularly I like,
1: I like Actually Archie no, It's Craig Brown don't, uh, don't mind Motherwell
3: uh, Quite like St Johnson But the chances of them Being in Europe anytime soon Are probably quite narrow uh, Why St Johnson? Well I like Derek McInnes I like Henry st- Hall <laughs> The stadium's nice And You know it's, <laughs> Perth's a nice town It's the only, it's the only team in the UK With like Jane in its name Did you know that? I didn't
2: know <laughs> no, but That's like an interior
3: decorating answer well, Oh the chairs are delectable uh, I like his an stadium It's
1: fantastic In fact it was Cosgrove-esque Absolutely
0: Let's be honest we don't care how anybody does in Europe, apart from us and the beggars, and yes. we want them out as soon as because all you're going to get, especially in us here with UEFA with a final being in Dublin, right oh, now God. You've, oh, got, no. you've got you've got twin you've got <laughs> you've got a twin nightmare as one them doing well, and then can you imagine what it's going to be like the nearer if they were you know the nearer nearer they got to Dublin, you know Seville was bad enough. Right. Can you imagine what it's going to be like if if they well, well, get if well, they get into the uh, sudden death rounds after the group stage of the well, Europa?
1: Well, but if we get to Dublin, Manchester, <laughs> you ain't seen those, Well, if yeah. we go to Dublin,
0: I've heard
3: this somewhere we'll that we on. will follow on. Fantastic. One thing I would say is I think we should probably rest easy about the chance of Celtic getting to Europa League final. Although I, I did overhear um, some Celtic fans talking about this and one of them's re- attitude to the Champions League defeat was good. We wanted to get ready for Dublin anyway. That's what we're aiming for.
2: See, that's sinister If you're deliberately going out of the Champions League That might explain then why they were so poor Uh, Moving on, I'd like to talk about uh, There is potential The rumours grow stronger with every day That uh, you're ready for this I'm glad you're all sitting Mm -hmm. down We might, this week Sign somebody No Oh, can't have that. Now, the last time this happened, uh, I believe that smallpox had just been eradicated. <laughs> um, Britain was was gearing up for the Boer War, and <laughs> David weird sat as eleven plus. Exactly. Who was it? Out of interest, uh, our last signing was Moeda. Oh, Moeda. oh no, no, no! I did that again. I did it again. The tables, Table suddenly rises three the, inches at Scott's side.
3: P- absolutely perfect modern player. Not only box to box, but he's got vision. He can pick out a pass. Box to box. I'm not, not I'm not listening
1: to some more. I'm not listening to him I'd like to nominate another Graham Spears award today. Yeah, absolutely,
2: yeah. The, the rippling fire award of the week. We're really chasing this guy Jelovic If the the papers are to to be believed, um, and we had a three and a half million pound down, which in Rangers pounds is about you know forty million. I mean that's that's an exceptional amount. All of, all money. of it. Really?
1: Is he any good? Well, I don't know, but I spoke to you in Chester and He's got a great DVD out. Oh, you cynic, <laughs> you! Oh. You cynic,
3: you! Is he good in Champ Manager? Ah, YouTube. Excellent, well that's fine
2: then. Yeah, to be fair on YouTube, uh, Stevie Whittaker does look better <laughs> than my <Michael>. con. <laughs> Stevie Wonder looks better than my <laughs> yeah. <into YouTube>. Um <laughs> How will you celebrate our first new signing? I was thinking um, that I might run naked through St Enoch Centre. But that is right. just Tuesdays. I might buy myself a four pack of baby sham. <laughs> and share it with Scott as you Aye. toast more you do. This <laughs> podcast is, is sort of, you know, we only really need Peter Tatchell to make his <laughs> gear. <laughs> I think he's coming up for the Pope's visit, isn't he? I would, right, let's all get behind Peter Tatchell. Who wants to complete
3: that one? (laughs) Because we don't want to go in front of him. Boom, boom! Exactly. I'm sure if you leave him alone, he'll leave you alone.
2: Yeah. Well, there was a great one in Viz one time that it said, uh, a happy camper, a description of a homosexual man who accepts his fate um, in a happy way such as Duncan Norvell or Peter (laughs) was. I was going to actually mention (laughs) Zimbabwean
3: secret police. Do you remember that when Peter Tatchell tried to do a citizens' arrest on McGabby? Yeah. Oh.
2: The chances of that happening?
3: Carnage. is Cornish. slim. Is well, that, not, is
1: that not the second last team that Mark paid to go see against Scotland? Against yeah.
2: Um, yeah. But uh, yeah A new signing it, it does sound daft That it's been this long And we are I actually think it's When you haven't slept For a few days You get giddy It's been yeah. so long Since we've had a signing uh, He's going to have to be magic Doesn't he I'll get it I tell you what The fans are going <laughs> to give him A good reception <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really matter Who it is I think you shift a few Jelovic
0: tops Do
2: you remember Sunis When he was there We used to sign a player Every quarter of an hour It was I Christmas time Oh I mean, the Christmas present
0: You'd always get The Christmas present yeah, Cliff
3: Christmas Richard single We signed
2: a player <laughs>
3: not, they weren't related though
2: Oh well <laughs> Right There'll be some Tim At home Is saying it's a conspiracy Every year Rangers That Richards
1: A prod as well they, By the way They were, were yeah. t- t- speaking Of Peter
2: Tatchell as well But then, there you go <laughs> I would, I'm distancing myself From that one uh, He's, he's notoriously No it's Elton John It's quite oh, right. isn't it And he is a puff Okay then Now last week Rangers uh, played uh, a, Probably a friendly That you heard a little bit less about When we played Pollock Juniors Um, at Newlandsfield, their ground. And it brought back some memories of the the old terracing. Now, uh, I'd like to talk a wee bit about the old terracing um, back in the day, but more importantly, the sort of safe-standing model that they've introduced Mm. in Germany, could it work over here? My memories of the terracing was being able to wander about freely because I was a kid at the time. And the other one that I was always a wee bit wary of is that people did seem to be allowed to piss wherever they stood. Um, There's a guy, actually, on on the website who's obsessed with folk
3: pissing in your pocket. Why would anybody
2: piss in your pocket? Well, Wouldn't
3: you notice? That's his phrase. How big's your pocket? Yeah. See, he doesn't like terracing. and he keeps saying people would piss in your pocket. I think he liked it. <laughs> I, think, I think he's missing those heady days. I'm sure in Hamburg or Amsterdam you could.
0: The right thing to say is, yes, I'm in favour of Terrassen, but if you actually remember the terracing in the old days, it was full of cranks and weirdos. Yeah. I mean, I remember we used to go down, uh, if, if Rangers weren't playing midweek, and there was a, a game with Clyde Bank, we got on the train, down not see the Bankies, and there was this pair of brothers called the Mice Men, and they own some pet shop in Clydebank and they used to bring their mice to the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Did they charge
3: pay the gate? No. Whether
0: whether this was to sell to people who, you know, you were possessed of large reptiles <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> they'd realised <laughs> they hadn't even went, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh no <laughs> and, the, and the wee bit pecky stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'll go down the bankies and I'll buy, I'll buy a couple of mice for, for old Monty. <laughs> for or black has the house. Terrison's always been been full of crackpots, actually haven't you know the terracing just means that it becomes endless fun, endless entertainment. If you're playing St Johnson midweek in the League Cup when it was absolutely freezing, you didn't go into the Copeland Road stand; you went into the East Enclosure because you knew it would be bongo, mm-hmm. You know there would be brilliant chit chat. There would still be people even after the band. Booze would have booze in, and you would have a decent night. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what people miss—the camaraderie. Um, you're yeah. talking about Pollock went to Pollock. You see them against Spartans. Spartans fans have all dressed up as cowboys. Pollock fans of your sat saying Ed Bruce Willow, Poofs Hors and Cowboys. <laughs> 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 um d- could it work, Fraser? I mean do you think I'd, I'd bro- love to see it Ibrox. I think it'd be absolutely brilliant.
3: Right. Uh, at the very least you're talking about the rover ticket. You know, we don't have a specified seat. Mm. I think there's something about season is ticket. Is that
2: workable at a massive stadium though, Scott?
3: It's hard to say. I mean, the way things are going at the moment we might not have forty two thousand season ticket holders for long. Yeah,
2: so yeah but even know. so, I mean it's it's gonna lead to, to some chaos. Se- the season
3: ticket culture is killing the atmosphere. There's no doubt the season get culture it's, it's not working for us at the moment the atmosphere has died since the days of the enclosure
0: It can not I mean obviously at Hamburgs the, the example we use all the time but even with the... That's say, just so you can get a fact finding then <laughs> yeah. well, let, 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 yeah. Let's face facts, who wouldn't want to yeah, yeah. and uh, if you look at look, for instance trying to get the, the atmosphere back, there's no doubt that it helps and even if you go to say Feyenoord you can have a season ticket but if you want your seat you've got to get in about an hour and a half beforehand because the culture there is just you know if you're in the end then you take whatever seat you get the best seats go to the people who turn up their list
2: yeah fair enough okay then so uh, looking forward then to Saturday we've got Kilmarnock at home we always seem to get Kilmarnock at home when we've won the league have you noticed that? Um, there is a feeling in Ayrshire that people ignore Kilmarnock uh, And to be fair, speaking as a, an exile from Ayrshire I can sort of see why But um, we've got them on Saturday I'm, I'm just getting the finger from the producer uh, a... And loving it, <laughs> yes. loving it. Um, But we have, you know, we've got Kelly on Saturday It should be a straightforward three points But could we, could we do a bit of sign adjust to sort of justice to raise the roof a wee bit? I think if Yelovic arrives It will help the atmosphere
3: It will help the build-up to the game Otherwise I think it will be the same team as started against Newcastle
2: Who's unfurling the flag? Do we know?
3: Yes, it's an 80-year-old lady who's been a fan and going to the Games for 70 years. And she's been rewarded for her loyalty with the honour.
2: Well, we can be quick enough to slag the club off, so it's good to see the club doing something positive. I think that's an excellent gesture. Uh, now, it's nice to have a Saturday 3 o'clock kick-off, isn't it? It's wonderful. I wonder why we were allowed to do that. I mean, that's just that's fantastic news. Usually we go first, though. Usually the Champions...
3: Well, the second game is a bit unusual, but, well, fair enough.
2: Scheduling, TV... I think you, you've earned it right if you win the league to, to unfurl your flag at three o'clock on a Saturday. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it suits fans, I, and I don't understand why you really want to show a Rangers game live from Ibrox. that's not against Celtic because there's a huge chunk of your audience surely are at the match. Yeah, um, well, so you're, you're, you're going to reduce your view. You better not
1: get used to it because I don't think there'll be many throughout the season.
2: Okay, to this week's letters. Uh, apart from Scott's Falkirk faux pas, uh, we also receive... I'm not going to do the whole Steve Wright thing and say we love the show, although people did love the show last week, which was great. Uh, you'll be able to contact us. Our email address did change. It's ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. That's ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. You can also twatter after us on Twitter or whatever it is. Um, we are ibroxrocks. And that's it, apparently. You just you just sort of follow us on that. And we also have a Facebook page, which is Heart and Hand on Facebook. You'll be able to see the the thoughts of Chairman Mark over there. You'll be able to see the, the twatting of uh, Scott Vandenacker when he's not at the ballet. I've got one from Steve, who suggested that uh, a number of things for us to cover. Uh, we had five or six... No, we had uh, five complaints. Mm. Uh, who from, David? From, well, I, I think they were Celtic fans. Um, one of which did tell us that he didn't listen to it because he won't
0: listen to bigotry. Mm. Well, lucky, like, I say, I'm absolutely disgusted that we've only got five. I mean, really, <laughs> we really got to get the offensiveness. <laughs> yeah, that th- that is a mm.
2: disgrace. But um, I'm, we're glad they're downloading it. And somebody said to me that you, you could invite a, a Celtic fan onto the podcast, but we record the podcast in my house, so there's, yeah. there's no danger of that. I of actually
3: that got happening. one myself. I actually did one that was uh, from Sean in Glasgow. It said, "Keep up the good work, lads." Oh no, no, sorry. Piss off, Orange Bastard. <laughs> sorry, I misread it the first time. Um,
2: no, we did get a lot of good a good feedback coming in. A lot of ideas which we'll pinch and use uh, all of our following weeks. We had one from John... And he is in England, but I'm not going to name the place in England that he said he was from, because I suspect that he might not have been there. Um, But Big John, from somewhere in England, uh, got in touch with us to uh, say he was reminiscing about Bert Conterman, and he said Bert Conterman came into his garage uh, to to have his his Honda, his expensive, and he said he was the nicest man he's ever met, He said, and he signed autographs for everybody uh, who came into the shop that day. So there's more to Bert than one goal. Kind of warm feeling you get after that story. Isn't Absolutely, it, isn't it? yeah. We also had an email from a chap called Alan. Uh, I'm not giving out your second names on this because uh, it's, it's sort of like podcast, Anonymous. Um, we don't want you to get into trouble at your work or whatever. Um, Alan had told us that uh, he was remembering Jonas Tern and apparently the phone call that you spoke about from Rangers, he mm. was actually at the airport. Leaving, leaving Rome to go home to retire in Sweden, and he said, he said "Don't go on the plane. You're going to Glasgow uh, for thirty-nine grand a week." Um, We got, uh, as I say, quite a lot of of emails in and as I say, they were very kind uh, and most of them were were just saying good show and thanks for that lads, which was great. But if you want to start sending stuff in, if you want to abuse Scott a wee bit more um, Mm -hmm. for any blunders that he's made, if you suspect that Craig Levine uh, uh, was involved in some form of underwear theft from your house, um, then then contact me and if we we can get enough people together, we can maybe get a petition up or something. Or maybe just approach him and find out where he was. right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, as I I I, said, I'd rather we cleared them. I don't want Craig Levine being like this. It's hanging over him at the moment, isn't it? It's hanging over him at this time. Can I
3: just say, just before we go, David, I've just learned to read because I didn't have Fraser's education. It wasn't open to me. And I also like football. This autumn, what would someone who likes reading and football, I don't know, what would they buy in a bookshop, for example? The Scud book.
2: Apart from a Scud but book. But apart from a Scud book, it's interesting you see that, Scott, because 21st Century Blue... 21st the, uh, what, sorry? 21st Century Blue, which is available on Amazon now, um, the novel by top-aspiring young Scottish writer David Edgar, mm. uh, A Tale of Rangers, and... Well, that's pretty much it, really. Yeah. Um, and David...
1: Would that make a good Christmas present?
2: Oh, it'd make a terrific Christmas present, and the stuff about feelings and shit and stuff mm-hmm. and that. Um, so you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good book for the for the Rangers mm-hmm. fan in your life, um, and all the money will be donated to the David Edgar Make a Wish Foundation. Um, and and that is that, it, that wish? It's a foundation which grants wishes to, to me. Fantastic. Um,
1: that's... God, so do you get that, to rub your lamp.
2: Uh, regularly. Uh, again, that's what I, that's what I like to call Tuesdays. Um, so moving on, then we've got. Uh, come on, at this week we'll be back. This week, all that remains for me to do is to thank my guest, King Billy Elliot Vandenacker Thank you. I don't need to sit here and take this abuse, by the way. No, I know, but I stand up, you like up I'm going to stand up next. <laughs> <year>. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, the, the lovable rogue that is Mark
0: Dingwall Thank you very much, Marco. I mean, you go with you.
2: Oh, very good. And Fraser Maguire. Thanks very much and good night. OK. Uh, that, as I say, get in touch with us, get on the Facebook, heart and hand, and uh, ibroxrocks, twitters, ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. We'll talk to you next week and hopefully we'll have three points, maybe a couple of new players. Thanks very much.